Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dong. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. What's up, you guys? November 18th. We are back. The List and your boy. 192. You know, I have always thought 192 that's a big one jimmy and it took us a little bit longer to get here than we expected yes it did because your computer conked out on you last week yeah that's why that's why that's why we had to miss the podcast i was sitting here in the studio ready to go <laughs> and sean ross Sab tells me that his computer conked out that's actually a complete lie his computer did conk out but i wasn't sitting in the studio two o'clock uh, eastern didn't work for me last week i had stuff come up and and i, I just couldn't get around it so uh, so we're back, Sean Rossap. How's your new uh, fancy computer that you expensed? It's, it's good. There are some adjustments. Like, there isn't a card reader on this. So I have to hook a card reader into a USB. There are less USB ports on the front, more on the back. Uh, like, I had to adjust some of the monitor stuff. It's an adjustment, and it's, it, I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it's, it's good so far. I find computers now, they're all going to the new USB, you know, the new smaller USB-C. USB. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a pain because if, like I bought a webcam and the webcam did not have that ending, whatever you call it. And so I had to buy an adapter. And you know, when we had Disco Jimmy, when I was doing the podcast from yeah. home, I was convinced that was why, because I had to use this adapter in order to convert the USB. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. But now I'm in my fancy studio, you know, uh, until the government shuts us down. Which, yeah. is gonna, which is going to happen, probably. Hopefully I end up with a studio sooner than later. But right now, I'm right here, guys. And I'm right here. I'm ready to answer your Super Chats. Donate a Super Chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. If you have questions about any of the stories we're talking about today, uh, send one. If you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, that's where we go live all the time. If you haven't noticed, we've been doing a lot more stuff on Periscope and Facebook I want you guys to head over to Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Like that page. We are making a big push into Facebook these days, and I want you guys to be a part of that. Uh, Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. But if you're here on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important that is. Even when you see a stream up, if you see one of our interviews scheduled, if you go over there and you leave us a thumbs up, that gets more people to tune in. It helps with the algorithm and all that. 
if you comment on the videos, that helps too. But yeah, I'm done plugging stuff until, until we got select later. By the way, Tom Pritchard interview up right now. Check it out, guys. It's a fun one. I'll do my next plug. Speaking of Facebook, we're having a lot of luck with Facebook with uh, Grappling with Grief, my charity initiative. We're adding about 10 new followers a day right now on Facebook. And uh, so it's going well. And uh, this week, we got a couple uh, stories up there you guys might want to check out. We put one up already about a lady named Beth Finke. She lost her eyesight in her 20s and had trouble finding work. She actually, Sean, can you imagine if this happened today? She got fired from her job because she lost her sight. Ugh. Doing a job that did not require her sight. Oh, man. And uh, ended up having to take uh, whatever job she could find to make ends meet, including nude modeling. She did that. She Been uh, there. <laughs> Don't you still do that on the side? Yes, she I also do. Uh, she also became a published author, and she was on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Wow. And uh, so that was up this week. And then uh, tomorrow, the 19th, we're putting up an interview with a lady named Dina Bell LaRoche. She lost her sister to cancer, uh, had an epiphany about how to honor her sister's legacy. And in a really weird turn of events or interesting turn of events, her sister ended up uh, donating beyond the grave financially to the charity. You can get wow. watch, the, watch the story to explain how that happened. It was faded the way that happened. So grappling with grief, check all that stuff out. Lots of good stuff over there, guys. Make sure you check it out. Uh, make sure that you you like them on Facebook as well. But yeah, we we are taking our properties. We're not taking them to Facebook. We're just pushing more on Facebook. We've had some good luck on on uh, Periscope too. A few thousand viewers for each show over there. So that's uh, pretty great. So make sure you guys support us across platform. It really helps. But we got some wrestling news, Jimmy. Yeah, that's kind of why we're here. So I got the old uh, list of Jimmy Van, my Jericho knockoff right here. And we're going to start with that slippery slope that WWE is on. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, I, I think this is going to get really, really ugly. So everybody knows by now what happened with Zelina Vega. She was released last week. What are the latest details that you have in terms of why, how, when, all of that? This had been boiling over for quite a while. And a lot of people said, oh, well, she... She went against WWE. She did a bit. She turned over her Twitch to somebody else. She had started an OnlyFans a lot earlier than a lot of people realized. And again, guys, please don't be embarrassing when we're talking about OnlyFans. Act like you've you've act like you've existed in the world before. It's a pretty common method of making money these days, especially in a pandemic. But she was doing cosplay stuff. And from what I understand, she had shut that down before too. But WWE had kind of already made up their mind there. From what I heard, she caught wind of it, posted her tweet, and then the news was was out there. I And a lot of people asking about Aleister Black, haven't heard anything in that regard, but, I mean, he was very aware of what was going on and how that all unfolded. Zelina's making more money from Twitch than she is WWE. Not bumping, not putting herself at risk, going yeah. out of the house, none of that. She's going to be okay. Not only that, She's going to be a martyr for a lot of this stuff, too. So she is going to be fine. However, I don't think they should have fired her. Uh, I, I've had Matt Farmer tell me that in WWE contracts, it is listed that that uh, they they own the rights to marketing in almost every manner. So, I mean, this this could be included in that. But then again, the NXT talent aren't prevented from, from doing this. So there, there's something that ain't right, and... There's, there's a lot to this, Jimmy, and it's like I was talking to a person who asked for their release last year, and I was like, little did you know, you only had to start an OnlyFans, and you would have got out of your deal. 
Yeah, well, uh, back on November 9th, uh, which would have been last Monday, I, I questioned if this contributed to her release. So back on November 9th, she got some mainstream attention for a story that ran internationally. I know that it ran uh, in the news in Canada and in the U.S. This is Media One. Put up the screenshot. This was the story that ran uh, the headline, WWE Superstar Zelina Vega Launches OnlyFans Account. Now, the point of this story was that it was talking about how Zelina had supposedly found a way around the company's third-party mandate. That was a quote in the article. They said, Zelina Vega has found a way around the company's third-party mandate. They were talking about her OnlyFans account. She had actually started that account back on October 6th. So it's not like she started it on the 9th when that story came out. She had started it back on the 6th. Uh, but she got press on the ninth. Four days later, she got released. So I question if she got a little bit maybe too much press for that, and WWE didn't like the wording of that story. Uh, but that's what happened. Before her release uh, went public, as you just mentioned, she got wind of it. She posted on uh, social media, I support unionization. That got the attention of SAG-AFTRA. And SAG-AFTRA yes. is uh, their consolidation of two unions, the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. That's media too, uh, Camillo? Yep. Yes, yeah, so this is media too. So you see Zelina's uh, tweet there. She posted that before her release went public, but she had gotten wind of it. SAG AFTRA posted, so do we. Uh, and then the head of SAG AFTRA, Gabrielle Carteris, I hope pronouncing her name right, she posted this on Twitter. This is media three. Hey, Zelina Vega, thanks for standing strong for labor solidarity. I support you. And put her email address up there. And then to take it one step for- further, uh, she released a statement. This is media four. Wrestling is as much about media as it is sports. We're going to directly engage with members of this profession to help find ways for them to protect themselves. And then you see the rest there. As more people reinvest in unions and as more working people are harassed by employers who don't want to protect them, SAG-AFTRA is committed to doing what we can to help professional wrestlers secure the protections that they deserve. Well, if it was worth it, WWE got the attention of Andrew Yang and SAG-AFTRA. Yes. You could have just left them alone. Yes. You could have just let these people make their money and do their stuff on the side. You know, I, it's it's who, who cares that they don't make pay-per-view revenue anymore? Oh, wait, the wrestlers do. Oh, who cares that they don't get a cut of WWE Network? Well, they do. Who cares that you're cutting salaries and firing hundreds of people? Well, they do, and then... You take a look at this and you say, well, how can we monetize this? And not only how can we monetize this, how can we restrict them from monetizing this? Good job. You got Andrew Yang and sag on your ass. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, now we talked before about Paige. Uh, Paige is still streaming on Twitch to this day. And so my first question for you, have you heard anything about that? Now, I understand that from a legal perspective, maybe even from a, from a public relations perspective, there'd be more heat on WWE if they released Paige uh, than for releasing Zelina Vega because of Paige's medical history. And, and I kind of understand that. But have you heard anything about the fact that she's continuing to, to stream and there doesn't seem to be any repercussions as of yet? Not yet, but everybody that I spoke to said that they believe Paige would just tell them to piss off if if they did that. I don't know that Zelina told them to piss off. I don't know that that happened. I haven't heard that yet. Uh, because I had one person that said, well, we expected if one person was going to stand up to them, it'd be Zelina because of the amount she's making. Then another person said, well, she didn't do that. She was shutting her stuff down. So there's there's a little bit of conflicting... I don't know, beliefs or information there in that regard based on the wrestlers that I'm speaking to. The sad reality, Jimmy, 
most of the the high profile wrestlers in the company, it's not even on their radar because they make so much money, they're not even worried about streaming. That's just it. You're right. And they're just like, eh. Because some of these people are doing it to connect with an audience and to market themselves, and others don't need to do it. They're making so much money and working one day a week at this point that they're just like, eh, whatever. You're right. And and again, I think back to, to Paige's tearful video when she basically said, I can't wrestle because of my neck because of COVID. I can't do anything else. I'm sitting at home all the time. And you got to remember, too, it's one thing if you're AJ Styles and you got three kids to keep you busy. When you're Paige and, yeah, she, she's got a living boyfriend, but she doesn't have any kids. She's got a lot of time to be to be sitting in the house. And so that's why she was trying to explain Twitch is more than just the financial benefit for me. Uh, and I feel like with Selena Vega, it's a similar thing. I mean, yeah, she's making good money doing it, but I feel like she was doing it for reasons aside the financial. And so here we are now. I mean, not only are, are they impacting morale in terms of WWE, not only are, are they impacting the morale of talent at a time when uh, talent is such a necessary asset, but you mentioned it. Andrew Yang, they're on his radar, and the Democrats are taking power. And Andrew Yang had hinted that if the Democrats take power, he's going to use his influence to, to try to do something. So Andrew Yang's on the radar, and uh, SAG-ACTRA is on the radar, too. I've talked to a couple of employment lawyers, uh, and the first thing that they asked me was, um, okay, so uh, the, the third-party stuff. you got to remember, these are people that don't know wrestling. They said, okay, so they're doing cameo. Like, Zelina Vega's doing cameo under Zelina Vega. I said, uh-uh. They're using other names, they're not using yes. WWE produced photos, and uh, and the employment lawyers I, I spoke to, they told me straight up that'd be very tough to stick in court. That's basically what they told yeah. me. Yeah, uh, and and that's kind of the situation that we're in. This is a very slippery slope for WWE because now that they are on the radar of these people, can you imagine if something happens in which? these people are deemed employees. Can you imagine if there's some kind of legal change or something and they're deemed employees? Can you imagine what would happen? All of a sudden now, WWE would be responsible for benefits. They'd be responsible for pensions. They'd be responsible for severance when they let somebody go. That would be pure cost. That would be nothing but pure cost and a lot of pure cost. How are the shareholders going to like that, Sean Ross at? Oh, they're not. And no, it'd be a big mess. That ain't going to come out of Vince's cut. <laughs> Vince is going to get his money. But, I mean, they, they wrestlers should have had pensions a long time ago. Should have had them a long, long, long time ago. Wrestlers should not have to result to GoFundMe to get their hips replaced and all that stuff. It is imb- And then sometimes, it's like sometimes you hear WDB pays them. Well, whoa, 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 hold on. You might think that they pay them. They give them an advance on their royalties is what they do. Yeah, Superstar Billy Graham. they get yep. royalty checks for the balance taken away from that. That's what happens. Like that's what happened with Viscera's wife. Whenever she needed money, they just pulled it from his already non-existent royalties as, as is, which can, in his case, that's probably a benefit though. Viscera will probably never make that much in royalties back. But so, so sometimes it benefits, but right now I can tell you, I know of at least one big, big, big name, Jimmy. If they, if they push a little too hard, this person's gone next year, and it's a big name. Uh, I'll, I'll work on seeing if I can kind of put it out there because mm-hmm. I didn't speak directly to them, but it's a big one because there are a lot of people that are doing better on Twitch than they are in WWE, and these people want to wrestle is the thing. Nobody gets into wrestling because they're like, oh, anymore, because they're like, wow, so much money. 
Because you got to starve for a long Some time. Some do. Brock Lesnar does. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> How long ago did he get into wrestling, Jimmy? Yeah, 02, was it? Okay, who's getting that now? Who's getting the Brock Lesnar? Oh. Nobody. I mean, Ronda Rousey did, I guess. Already uh, rich, Jimmy. Yeah. Already rich. It's ain't very nobody, rare. It's very rare. Ain't nobody without money getting into wrestling and saying, oh, here's all this money. Most of these people are artists, and they want to create, and they want to make cool things. Oh, boy, what a mess. It's also yep. a mess how many likes we have right now. Leap thumbs up, guys. But, yeah, WWE has, has, for a very long time now, they've been able to benefit off the fact that these people were fans. And, and that, that's, why, you know, that's why these wrestlers will come in. And uh, people might think, oh, my goodness, you know, two or $300,000 a year. That's not a lot when you're on the road 250 days a year. Yeah. When you're paying your own hotel, when you're paying your own rental car, when you're paying your own food. In COVID, they're not, and, and, and fortunately for them. But under normal circumstances, they are. It's not a lot of money, you know, net at the end of and the year. They've started to add TV bonuses for some of this as well. Oh, uh, that's guys, good. Uh, we have some super chats. Reminder, guys, get them in. We'll answer your questions, read your statements on the air. Jobber says, is it legal for WWE to do what they're doing? How have they gotten away with the independent contractor for a major global company? Well, Jimmy, look at the times people have contested the 90 days or, or the non-competes. Brock beat it. Del Rio beat it. CM Punk beat it. You, you never hear of it actually sticking up, but the situation is most people just take it because it would take them longer than 90 days to fight it anyway. There's a lot and, of reasons. I mean, I, I think sometimes they're worried about being blacklisted. Sure. Uh, and you look at a guy like Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura was one of the guys that did not care about getting blacklisted. He went after WWE for royalties. He won. Uh, and and uh, they brought him back because he became the governor of Minnesota. Had he not become the governor of Minnesota, they wouldn't have brought him back, and he wouldn't have cared. You know what I mean? Most don't want to be blacklisted. They want to maintain some kind of a relationship with the company. And then there's also the legal aspect. Uh, and and we could jump ahead to Matt Riddle, Candy Cartwright. I was going to talk about it later on. I well, guess we could, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess we can talk about it now. Uh, WWE is looking to to take that that lawsuit. So Candy Cartwright is is suing Matt Riddle plus WWE plus I believe Evolve plus I think Gabe Sapolsky uh, yes. for like ten million dollars. WWE is looking to move it from municipal to federal. And there, there could be reasons that we're not aware of. Maybe they don't like the judge that's been assigned on the municipal level. I don't know. But typically the reason that you would do that is because when you go to the federal level, the odds of either a settlement or a dismissal are very high when you get to the yeah. federal level because the costs are way higher uh, and it takes a long time to go to trial. There's tons of delays when you hit the federal level, especially during the COVID era. And typically when you hit that level, they want to encourage you to settle. And so I think WWE wants to go federal because they want to escalate her costs, even though she's using an ambulance chaser uh, and it's probably on, uh, on uh, contingency. Once you go federal, it's a whole new ballgame. So I think that Riddle, they... Riddle got a new attorney, too, from what I heard. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah, needed to. Is his name, needed to. Is his name Jerry McDevitt? Well, I, I, I know that McDevitt's company is on it, but I haven't... And they were pretty confident in what they in the information they got, but that's really all the info I had because I asked and uh, I was told that uh, WWE's legal team is on it. I don't know if McDivitt specifically is, but his team was supposed to be. And then Riddle had gotten a new attorney as well, which he he badly needed. His attorney was—I mean, he's the guy that printed the stuff out on 
label paper and shit like how can you do that <laughs> yeah yeah how can you do that well anyway that that's why wwe is doing it in that case and sure. and going back to that super chat about uh, is this legal i don't think this is legal i think that these people would be classified as employees not independent contractors but most don't fight it uh for for the reasons we mentioned maybe because they don't want to be blacklisted or because the legal fees wwe has so much money if they want to tie you up in court they can do it and, yep. and make you pay the legal fees. And most don't want to do that. And so typically for those reasons, they don't fight it. And, and that's just kind of how it's been up until now. Who knows if that might change. Because it's one thing now to fight your performer, to fight your talent. Now you're going to be looking to fight the government. Yep. That could be a tough one. And, and again, like you said, what's it worth to WWE? Let Zelina Vega make a few hundred grand a year doing what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? And, it's and so stupid. Really, really point out that hey, your platform is is helping create this. Use that as a bargaining chip. If anything, tell other wrestlers, look what she did. Don't you want to do that here too? Yeah. In your spare time, you can make several hundred grand a year. Right. Like that. That's not something you can get in ROH. It's right. not something you can get in Impact. You're right. That um, you're right. That could be a bargaining chip because WWE definitely gives you that platform for sure. Yes. But the whole thing is stupid and very short-sighted, and it, it just kind of goes again to show just the arrogance of Vince McMahon and, and uh, maybe just being out of touch, quite frankly, with, with uh, today's world. We have some super chats. Andrew Monaghan says, if someone is making more on third parties in their contract yearly, how can the talent airing frustrations not choose to reach out to SAG? Uh, well, I mean, wrestlers don't fall under SAG right now, but I mean, that's, that's the hope I think for a lot of people. No, that, but that's the deal they cut. That's on them. Yes. You know, that's on them. That, that's the Zelina Vega cut the deal she cut. And, and, and again, the fact that she was able to make that much from third party platforms, you know, that, that created a, a good pad for her in terms of her overall income. But you can't look at that and blame WWE. That's the deal they cut. I mean, Brock Lesnar. And again, Zelina Vega is not Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar did not take whatever the first offer was. You know what I'm saying? No. So it, it, it depends on how much negotiation they want to do. The Nerd Guru says, how many more times can Vince McMahon shoot himself in the foot until something like this changes on an executive level and Vince McMahon being included in those changes? Vince isn't going to be thrust out. He's not going to be voted out. There's no, there's no way to do that. No, no. It, it would have to take something really significant, either, you know, heaven forbid, either some kind of medical issue uh, or maybe an epiphany, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, if they really get a lot of heat, let, let's say that things start happening with the government and they start getting word of it, you know what I mean? You never know if maybe he were to decide to do something, but you got to remember, in 94 when the steroid trial was happening and Miss McMahon believed he was going to jail, right? There was a period yes. of time in the, in the 90s, Miss McMahon believed he was going to be found guilty and he believed he was going to go to jail. And what did he have planned out? He had planned out that he was con- going to continue handling booking meetings from prison. <laughs> this is legitimate. He had plans to continue handling booking meetings from prison. And so I don't see a, I just don't see him stepping down unless the right powers make him step down. Otherwise, what, what's it going to take? You know what I mean? I don't know. We have a bunch of super chats. Tim Traver says, my dad and I staying safe. More than I can say about the rest of Virginia. Just wear a mask, please. Hey, Tim, uh, happy birthday to your dad, by the way. I saw that it was his birthday this week. Big happy birthday to him. Uh, hope he enjoyed his fightful merch. And uh, definitely hoping for the best for your family. Wild Boy says, Jimmy, if Vince gave you his position tomorrow, what are three things you'd change first? <sighs> That's a tough one. 
Please uh, say camera work. <laughs> okay. If he gave me his position tomorrow, Kevin Dunn would be, uh, he would be uh, future endeavored. See ya. He's, it gets to the point sometimes you've been doing it for so long, and, you know, I don't know how motivated he is anymore and, and whatever. Gotta be bored. I imagine he probably is. Something else that I would do, and this would take a lot of, uh, this, this would take a lot of convincing uh, of the shareholders, and it would take a lot of convincing from USA Network. I would cut the third hour of Raw. Uh, and the way that I would spin it would, would be that this is going to be beneficial to the long-term health of the company. The, the, the product is way too saturated. We see the ratings on Friday versus Monday. Yes, the quality of the show is better on Friday than Monday. I think the third hour has added to that. And so I would cut an hour. Again, it would take a lot of convincing because there goes money, and then USA Network's overall average is down. Long-term health of the company, I think it would be beneficial. And then I would do what Paul Heyman was trying to do. I would focus on a select group of younger guys and protect those guys. It can be done. You build a, build a new roster of stars. It can be done. They've done it with Drew McIntyre, although Drew McIntyre is not necessarily young anymore. Yeah. But they proved with him that it can be done. So I would, I would pick a, a, a select number of guys and girls and I would protect them, and I would build them, and then create your new uh, your new roster of future stars because that's what they need. Scott Young says, "Do you have a wrestling hot take? Mine is Cena should have turned heel by cheating to beat the streak. I actually like that idea. Mine would be that Lana is not bad in the ring, at least uh, based on what she does. I think she does things uh, within her depth. Jimmy, do you happen to have one? A hot take? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I just I I wish they would have listened to the fans." That's all yeah. I, re- I can really say. I wish they would have listened to the fans. Just think about where Shinsuke Nakamura would be. Think about where Kevin Owens would be. Think about where Elias would be. Yes, these guys have certain limitations. Paul Heyman always said, accentuate the strengths, hide the weaknesses. Elias was hot. Shinsuke yes. Nakamura was hot. Kevin Owens was hot. Lana was hot. Rusev Day was hot. They had so many elite-level money-making acts, and they shit on all of them because they just did not fit with, with whatever Vincent Man was looking for. They didn't listen to their audience. I wish they had of. And quite frankly, they were spoon-fed this stuff. All you had to yeah. do was show up at television and listen to them. They were spoon-fed. Vince was too blind and deaf. I wish they had listened. Tim Traver says, my pop loves the Fightful merch. Well, uh, we're glad. Uh, Kieran George says, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins in the same ring for Survivor Series should be interesting. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure that if Matt Riddle gets wind that Seth Rollins had an issue with him, he'll approach him directly and just try to take care of it. I That'll don't be think fine. That yeah, I don't think that there will be any issues there. Um, the Nerd Guru says, two years ago, we were robbed of Becky versus Ronda at Survivor Series. What does the landscape look like if we had gotten that match? I don't think Becky would have been as white hot because I think they would have had Ronda beat her. Yes. Because there wasn't a lot. I mean, they did pivot from making her do the all you people thing to just letting her ride with the baby face uh, the, or the anti-face thing. But I think that Ronda probably would have beat her. Absolutely. Nia Jax punching her in the face was the best thing that ever happened to Becky Lynch. I guess. I it was. Oh, it I, was. I will say this. I don't think that Nia Jax deserves a goddamn bit of credit. No, that. and that's not that's not my point. But but I just know, there, there are a lot of people that lean into that. Like, oh, look what it did for Becky. It, well, it doesn't matter if Dana Brooke would have punched her in the face. Yes, you're right. You're right. Like, and, I'm not I'm not crediting her. But not only was it the fact that it took her out of the match, but the visual with the blood on yes. her face. Right. It's great. It was great for Becky Lynch. 
Yes, that and that was all Becky. That was Becky going yes. up there and being like, "This is a fucking T-shirt." You're right. right <laughs> You're right. And and knowing the best out of it, I Church Pastor Blaster says, "Just supporting SRS. I'm truly enjoying Fightful Select too." Uh, well, I'm glad you are. Uh, today on Tier Two, we are going to have early access to an interview with Killer Kelly. But how about right now? We, we give you a little glimpse. Camilla, did I send that clip? Does the fact that you're based out of Europe, does that affect you when it comes to maybe talks with AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor? Has there been any contact there? Or like how, how can that even work right now? Uh, right now, it's very, very difficult. <laughs> very, very difficult. I have been talking to some people, but the main issue is the visas. Sure. Because right now with COVID, everything is super slow down. Everything. Like even like getting married that I've been looking into it. It takes a while. Oh, yeah. A long, long while. Like because there's like embassies that are closed or in like minimal hours. And just getting paperwork through, it's just super, super hard. But we'll with the people that I'm talking to, we're working on solutions. I cannot say to whom I'm talking. Sure. Obviously. They're like, it's difficult, but I'm trying really hard. And we're back. That full interview drops on Thursday with Killer Kelly, who was just announced for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Title Tournament. This interview obviously was done before that, but there's so much good stuff there. We have things on Select right now about how she was able to keep her Killer Kelly name, uh, why she wanted to keep her, her departure a secret. Uh, today, I posted exclusives on a name that was almost given to Chelsea Green and might still be. Uh, there's just so much on Fightful Select this week. I'm going to have news on Team SmackDown. There is exclusive news on FightfulSelect.com every single day. And we got the list goes on after this, too. But... My God, uh, there we got a bunch of super chats. Zach Barber says, "Myself and Alex Palowski believe Nia Jax is responsible for Mandy Rose's injury." Sean does not. What say you, Jimmy? Well, uh, before what say you, Jimmy? WWE doesn't think there is either. And if it, believe me, if they thought so, there'd be a lot of people in my inbox bitching about Nia Jax because there were plenty of them bitching about her doing the anti-back stuff. Yeah, Jimmy, I saw did you that. See the injury. Uh, she threw out of the ring, right? Yes. Yeah, it Man, but, landed on her shoulder. But that's not what caused it. That the the shoulder was, but uh, Mandy's feet got ta tangled up in the ropes. Okay. Okay. I don't know, Nia Jax. Man, I I uh, let's just move on. I mean, here's here's the thing. I want to give the guy his money's worth. Uh, you're beating a dead horse here, Zach. I appreciate the super chat. I think I have proven time and time again. If I think that Nia Jax is responsible for an injury, I'm going to not only mention it, but go off about it. But people in WWE looked at it, and they didn't seem to think so. Let me just say this about Nia Jax. This is my opinion. When she first came in, I thought, this is so fresh and different. Because when she first came in, WWE always went for these, you know, Victoria's Secret model-looking girls all the time. Yeah. Uh, and Nia Jax was just so unique and different. And I thought, this is different. This is, this is going to be kind of interesting. I feel she's gotten so lazy. Uh, and I feel that she's complacent and, and uh, she's just kind of content in where she is. I feel like she has no interest in learning or getting better. 
And the work uh, isn't good. The work nah, is bad. Yeah, I, I just think she's just content. I mean, you got to remember, she's like pushing 40. And I think she's just content and, and lazy. And I don't know if she feels really comfortable because she's related to The Rock. I don't know. She, she's 36. She's not pushing well, 40. Well, that's close enough. That's close not enough. pushing 40. What pushing. is pushing 40? Is 39 not pushing 36. 40? 36. Are you, are you getting offended because you're like 35? Is that why? No, it's just not pushing 40. It's, it's she's not. getting there. She's getting there. It's but anyway. pushing 40. And in wrestling, what's that matter? But we do have a couple more monster super chats. Please continue to send these guys. David Dickers says, interesting question, maybe. As someone who doesn't really First like off, me. that's a good Dutch name, all right? Don't laugh. That's a good Dutch okay. name. Okay. As someone who doesn't really like being at events live... Uh, but wanting to go to a wrestling event, what would you both advise? Well, right now I would tell you don't go to wrestling events at all. The only wrestling events that I am interested in going to that I would want to go to as a fan are AEW events because of the crowd, because I would have fun there. WWE crowds, I go to a lot of them, and oh my God, some of the people, like they're, they'll chant old TNA names at people. And it's like, oh, good job. You know the <laughs> TNA name. I would, I would make AEW your first live event if, if that, that occurs. What about you, Jimmy? I would wait till COVID's done. Florida's a shit show. I'm not, I'm not going to the U.S. right now. Florida's a train wreck. Somebody says Sean is upset. I'm really not. I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's because Sean's pushing 40. I offended him. No, I'm not. I'm really not. It's just 36 years old is not pushing 40. I offended and Tim him. Tim Traver sent a monster super chat. 40 bucks. Big thank you, Tim. He says, go to the Fightful online store. Get your family something for the holidays. They'll thank you. We got a bunch of shirts up there. We're going to add a bunch more. I'm going to push for a new rush of content up there on shop.fightful.com. Tim, thank you for paying us to plug our own store. <laughs> I appreciate it. And you know what, Jimmy? I'm practically paying the audience to plug their significant others. Did you know that, Jimmy? I am practically just giving them things just to to give the plug to their uh, special someone in their life. And that's because you can get Blue Chew free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable, same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Those are Big name brands, but Blue Chew is a chewable. It's ready when you are. It's ready when you're not. You don't have to have a, have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that confidence. It's for that performance. I'm telling you, after you use Blue Chew, that significant other, whether it be a man or a woman, will say to you, damn, that was some David Dickers that I just got <laughs> right there. Specifically, they'll quote that. If not, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I will give you the money that you spend on this absolutely free thing back, shipping not included. Pay $5. Uh, Got to pay the mailman. I'm not taking responsibility for that. Uh, respect your mailman. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians to get you the active ingredient that you need. But you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. Just go to bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL, Use that. Uh, use that code. Get your first shipment free. What? What more can I tell you? Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Hit them up at Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Whether you're pushing 40 or pushing that dirk, Bluechew had you covered. Kind of ironic, I guess, because next thing I want to talk about is momentum. Yeah. So ahead of a WWE pay per view is what I've learned. Yeah. So Survivor Series is this weekend. And I feel like WWE has not a lot of momentum going into, going into Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, Drew versus Roman should be more interesting than Orton versus Roman was going to be. Otherwise, I feel like there's not a lot of momentum there. Uh, the men's Survivor Series team, especially Raw is a shit show. The women's Survivor Series team, especially Raw is a shit show. Meanwhile, in AEW, they just had one of their most well-received pay-per-views to date in full gear. Generally well-received, I think. They just announced plans for three games, a console video game and two mobile video games. I feel like they just have a lot more momentum right now than WWE does. What are you hearing in terms of morale in both companies lately? And I'm sure the Zelina Vega thing probably didn't help either. The morale, okay, well, a lot of the new signings, they're always happy when they get to WWE. Sure. Anybody that signed there within the last year is happy. I don't hear a lot about morale in WWE. I just... Don't hear a lot about it in AEW. I don't hear anything negative. Mm-hmm. I don't want for a long time. I said, well, they're still in the honeymoon stage. Honeymoon stage is over. Yeah. It, it's just a good place to work. I've had so many people say that Tony Khan was the best boss they've ever had, even outside of wrestling. I think by a year, year and a half in, if, if there was an issue there, somebody would let me know. It's just, I, I think the morale in my experience, pretty high in AEW. It's a lot more creatively satisfactory. I haven't had anybody come up and say, man, I hate it here in Mm -hmm. AEW. I have that every week in WWE still. And quite frankly, you got to look at the number of people that are wrestling. There's there's a whole lot of people. There are hundreds and hundreds of people in WWE. So some people are, uh, statistically, you're more likely to get that as well. But creatively, I mean, it's a slam dunk. One question I do have about AEW right now. Uh, I question their decision to work with companies like the NWA and Impact Wrestling. And I get it, you know, in terms of the NWA deal, I get it. It gave them access to people like Thunder Rosa. It gave them access to talent, you know, that they could utilize. But then at the same time, I feel like they have emphasized the NWA women's title better than they have their own. Yes, you know, and, and I don't understand, like, I, you look at the positives and negatives, what's the benefit? The NWA has no leverage. 
None. They they have no no brand awareness right now at all. Thunder Rosa uh, is the leverage. <laughs> Thunder Rosa. Well, that right. That's about it. And yeah. this is this is this is gonna be my question. Then you looked in look at uh, Impact Wrestling. They had Don Callis on commentary at Full Gear. Uh, they you know they they've talked about Impact Wrestling. Granted, Impact's got some talent that AEW would probably like to have. Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, a bunch of others. What they, benef- they can get Jordan Grace in about five, six months if they want her. Okay, <laughs> so. but my, my question is, what is the benefit to, imp- to uh, AEW working with these companies outside of getting access to talent? Why else would they do it? Because they're the ones with the, with the live weekly television. Sure. Impact and NW don't have anything. So what's the benefit? Why would they do it? Well, one, to build up goodwill and favors if they ever need anything. Um, I, I just think that, that's, that you could do worse than being like, you know what, I'm going to help you out. And one day I might need you, and then you'll have to help me out. Whatever they're doing with NWA, I'll say it's worth it to get Thunder Rosa on your show. That's how good she is. I think she's awesome. Impact, because this was a conversation I had with a guy named Juan on, on Twitter uh, today, actually, because he said, well, uh, Impact doesn't move the needle themselves. How will they move the needle for AEW? And I'm like, yeah, but that's like saying SmackDown's viewership is so low right now. What's Roman Reigns doing wrong? Well, Roman Reigns ain't doing anything wrong. He's great. The Impact Knockouts division is great. And I mean, it's really great. Um, and I know that AEW had looked into possibly doing some stuff with Impact uh, before that. But it was it was just it existed only in a pitch. If I'm AEW, I look at Impact's knockouts division and I say, you know what, we could use some help there right now. And I know that a lot of people say, well, they don't move the needle. It ain't gonna hurt the needle. Mm-hmm. Having better women's wrestling is not going to hurt things. Uh, working with other companies isn't going to hurt things. I don't think, especially considering W or AEW seems to be pretty smart about doing it. I don't think they're looking to move the needle so much as they're looking to fill the void, I think. Yeah. And so that's why, again, like if, 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 if Tony Khan's vision here is they have some great talent, they're contracted talent, this is a way for us to, get, to showcase these people on our show. If that's his mentality, then that's fine. Otherwise, like, like maybe, maybe I just look at it from like a corporate perspective. I just kind of look at, you know, you need me more than I need you. And AEW is holding all the cards. So I, I just I don't understand why they would because television time, live television time is very valuable. Yes, it is. You know, and so that's why I don't understand why would you give Impact the time of day? Why would you give NWA the time of day? Unless, like you said, it's because, well, they really want to have, you know, a handle on some of this talent. And this is the way that they can do it. And if that's what Tony Khan thinks, then I guess it is what it is. Well, we have plenty more Super Chat. Zach says, thoughts on Shaq getting involved in AEW. Zach, I like this. I, I dig Shaq. I love Shaq. I, Shaq's off. And I, I have mentioned, I watch NBA on Tuesday and Thursday nights just so I can listen to Shaq and Charles Barkley afterwards. And Charles, like, ribbing him all the time. If I were AEW, I'd have Charles Barkley in Shaq's corner, but the entire time Charles Barkley is talking to Shaq about how bad he's getting his ass whipped. Like, he <laughs> talks trash the whole time. I love it. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they're, they're, they're both, you know, under the same uh, uh, television umbrella. Just doesn't surprise me. And WWE's done similar stuff with Fox personalities uh, and with USA Network personalities. So I, I think it's a great thing. Shaq is a wrestling fan, uh, and who doesn't love Shaquille O'Neal? Everybody yeah. loves everybody loves Shaquille O'Neal. And so if you can if you can get a rub off of him, I say cool, do it. You know, super chats keep rolling in, keep them coming, guys. I love it. 
Evan Wright says, everyone needs to subscribe to Grappling with Grief. Incredible content, worth the watch and the support. Great work on that stuff, Jimmy. I'm loving seeing all the love for this, Jimmy. Yeah, thank you. I, I wish I had my tax number, but uh, I'm, I'm pumping <laughs> out content in the meantime. That's all I can do. Alexander says, building a stronger, more interconnected wrestling ecosystem is good business for everyone not named WWE. It's 2020. The carny attitude has to die. Well, I... That, that's the thing. I think the NWA is so ingrained with Carney mentality in the name that a lot of people are like, what's going on here? I mean, let's let's be realistic, Jimmy. Every decade since the 80s, the NWA has found a way to Carney their title belt onto a television program. It's true. Whether, whether it be WCW, whether it be uh, ECW, WWF, all in the 90s, in the 2000s, it was TNA. TNA, yep. In the 2010s, it was ROH right. and New Japan. And this year, or this decade, it's AEW. Yep. They have found a way to keep a title belt on the because they know how important the NWA is. And, and that's something that transcends generations, Jimmy. It's always under new ownership, too, which is fascinating. Yeah, and they always find a way because they always find a way. Yep, it's an easy way to add stakes to your shit. Yeah, it's easy. The nerd guru says Becky's post yesterday and the response to it proves she's still the most over woman in the business. I loved all the positive reception to this, Jimmy. She has been very, very quiet. I miss her on social media. Uh, not and hey, she used to give Fightful an awful lot of love, which I appreciated too. But it's so good to see her smiling. It's so good to see her healthy. She looked good too with that hair. Yeah, the hair color looked really good on her, and uh, I've been down that road. I've done the uh, I've done the maternity photos like that too, so uh, so I know what it's like. And uh, yeah, no good for her. I, I miss her. She uh, her and Ronda Rousey. I miss those two and Charlotte Flair too. Those are just three elite level females that WWE is missing right now. Aaron Entertainment asks uh, me who goes first overall tonight. I would say maybe Wiseman or Edwards. I can't imagine Lamelo Ball will go number one. Lavar is just still too much of a problem he is still too much of a problem. <laughs> is he is he oh gosh because yeah. bbb brand is done right i'm sure it's dead yeah i'm yeah. sure it's dead evan wright says sorry if i missed it but overall thoughts on matt seidel signing with aew i think it's massive potential for a coach and talent to help steer things i think that's where more of his value is is as a coach or in a tag team because really him as a singles he's a fantastic performer but it's never like I've never been like future world champion there. I could see him having some really good matches. He's only 37 years old, but I think that his future is more like as a part of a tag team. I would not mind seeing him join Jack Evans and Angelico in the hybrid two and making that a trios. Any thoughts on him, Jimmy? Uh, definitely. I would utilize his experience for sure. With all due respect to him, he's not going to be a, a high priced commodity. Yeah. And uh, and he's got a wealth of experience. And and AEW, one of the knocks on them always was that they were utilizing a bunch of guys from the independents and basically yeah. throwing them on live television with no safety net. And uh, Seidel has, has years of experience on TV, so I think he's a good pickup for that. He knows where the cameras are, as yes, they say. that's <laughs> right. Very important. You're right. DJ Cass says, how do you guys feel about the perception of what wrestling has created? Because WWE has been on top for the last 20 years. Well, there was a period, Jimmy, where about two or three years ago, maybe three or four, it was more mainstream than it had been since the Attitude Era. Like, you had mainstream coverage all over the place. 
and WWE got remarkably lazy, or their laziness was exposed to that new audience, and then it fell out of favor. I mean, it's still much more accepted now than it used to be. You know, like like you would have a guy, like say Cena would be on, I don't know, The Tonight Show, and they would put over his uh, WWE work and the crowd would applaud. Like, I think wrestling is much more accepted. People know it's predetermined entertainment now. Uh, I think that there's more respect for the wrestlers now because they understand the athleticism requirement and they understand the sacrifices. So I, I, th- I still think it's more accepted in the mainstream. But it's definitely not as popular as it used to be. And AEW's got a mountain to climb because to casual fans, when they hear wrestling, they still think WWE. And so AEW's they got a mountain to climb with that one. Evan Wright says, I'm going to need an AEW Impact Tag League if the North stick together. Good Brothers, Ace Fulton, Motor City with their stack division. Woof. Uh, I wouldn't expect uh, the North to stick together anytime soon, but... AEW could do a tag league by themselves, Jimmy. They've got 20 teams on the roster. Oh, they've yeah. got they've got the most robust tag team division since the early 1990s by yeah. far. And Not it's, even close. And it's WWE's undoing because they could have. They got the resources to do it. And yeah. and it was just Vincent Mann just not not being a fan of tag wrestling. That's basically all it was. WCW around 95, 96 had a really good one. Of course, WWE had a good one at the 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 turn of the millennium and the early 90s just had a great one but i'm putting aew up there with all of them and if we got a couple more super chats Evan Wright says hope everyone's having a good day do you think bucks versus top flight can be looked at as a passing of the torch later down the line genuinely excited to watch that match tonight jimmy i'm sure you're not that that hip to top flight but the way that i compare them is if low-key and amazing red had teamed together in 2002 instead of having matches against each other they are amazing I think that probably five, ten years down the line, maybe, because, Jimmy, you and I seem to think that Nick Jackson is going to lead towards a singles thing. And with Matt having the knee injury that he went into great detail with me about, it's it's hard to not see that in Nick's future sooner than later. How old is Matt now? Matt, I, I want to say he's 35. 35. And Nick is how many years younger? I think he's like 30, 31. Okay. Nick is, no disrespect to Matt, I, I feel like Matt is the business guy of that team. Yeah. And he's always the one that seems to call the shots, and he seems to take the lead with interviews. Nick Jackson is the Shawn Michaels of that tag team. There's, there's just no question about it. He's the Shawn Michaels of that tag team. And uh, if they ever give him an opportunity, he could do big things on his own. So. I will say this. If, if Nick is the Shawn Michaels, I would not consider Matt a Marty Jannetty. I mean, I, no, I no, think no. he's every bit of, of the worker that he is, but uh, Matt is just so good, too. Matt is he just is, so but Nick is elite level. He is. Nick, Nick, could, Nick could hang in terms of in-the-ring athleticism. Oh God, yeah. He could hang with Omega or anybody else. He's really good. And a one more super chat. Another from our boy, David Dickers. By the way, guys, somebody said Matt is 35, a.k.a. pushing 40. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google I'm gonna Google a definition of pushing forty because I'm telling you, thirty nine is not pushing forty. Late thirties is pushing forty. Look it up. David Dickers says, "Yeah, I'm sticking over here. No way I'm gonna die in Florida, but I will consider AEW when the world settles down." I was surprised it took so long to use my name in a blue cheese segment or in no profanity September. <laughs> hey guys, you, you never know. David, thank you so much for the generous super chat and for your awesome name. I greatly appreciated that because we're, we're like two and a half years into this blue chew deal. I'm, I'm low on material and you're talking 
to the guy who spouts out about Wiener. Well, no pun intended. Spouts off about Wiener on his Twitter all day. Well, all let's day. Let's get back to some news. because All day. Super, the Super Chats keep rolling in, Jimmy. People love us today. Today. Good. So yeah. uh, let's talk Sasha Banks. And this, this is a polarizing topic, and I'm going to get haters that are going to just be shitting on me. But, uh, but that's just kind of the reality of life, and you know that stuff doesn't bother me anyway. So remind me, is Sasha Banks a babyface on television right now? Uh, I think technically, yes. She is, right? She, she was the babyface with Bailey. She got attacked by Carmella and SmackDown last week. She's the babyface right now. So yeah. I'm all for having confidence. I'm all for it. I, I think that in order to be an elite-level wrestler, you have to have confidence. I think to be elite-level in any walk of life, uh, you have to have confidence. So I'm all for, for having a lot of confidence, and that's all fine and good. One of the reasons that I've never been into Sasha Banks, I've never really been a Sasha Banks fan. I respect what she does, uh, and I respect her talent in the ring. Never been a big fan. The reason for that is that I feel like with her, her confidence spills over into arrogance. Uh, and I've never been a big fan of it. What I want to know, and I don't know if you can you know, provide some clarity on this, or like, 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 like to say on the earnings calls, provide some color on this. What I want to know is, where does she draw the line before between working and reality? This is what I want to know. How much of what she does is working, and how much of it is just you know, delusion on her part? So back in Del- January... Delusion? Yes, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. So back in January of 2018, we talked about this, I think, in the past. Back in January of 2018, she did an interview with TalkSport. In that interview with TalkSport, she said, quote, In my heart, I know I'm the greatest women's wrestler ever. She said that in January 2018. In October of 2018, she did an interview with Sky Sports. And here's a quote from that one. She said, quote, I'm the greatest women's wrestler this company's ever seen, and it's going to take someone with a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and passion to beat me, period. Yesterday, November 17th, Variety posted an an interview with her promoting The Mandalorian. She was on uh, this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, She referred to that episode that she was on of The Mandalorian as, quote, one of legit the greatest episodes in the history of television. See, even you're laughing through it. She said this in an interview okay. with Variety. So that, I think, is... I, I can't explain that. Okay. saying that she's one of the greatest wrestlers ever, confidence in yourself. I'm completely fine with that. She didn't say one of the greatest wrestlers ever. She said the greatest women's wrestler ever. Good. That's what she said. Then she should say that. More, more power to her. But you think that's working, or is that reality in her know. mind? I okay. don't know. Well, it, I it, really it gets, don't. It gets better. So, so the same Variety interview, in another part of the interview, she was asked about her latest title win, right? Just beating yeah. Bailey for the title. Here's her response. This is Media 7, Camilla. This is her response. Being the SmackDown Women's Champion, that means I'm completely the best. I always say I'm the best. I really know 100% that I am the greatest wrestler of all time, but I have so many new competitors, blah, blah, blah. The rest doesn't really matter. So she said it again, greatest wrestler of all time. With all due respect to Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks is talented. I respect yeah. what she does. She's not even in my top five all time. Not even in my top five. Okay. Trish Stratus, Medusa Michelli, Sherry Martell, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. I would take all five of them all day 
over Sasha Banks. And I think a lot of people would put Lita in that category too. I don't think I would. I think Lita was mostly about the moonsaults and the, and the, and the, and the, you know, low wearing pants and stuff like that made her popular. The low wearing. Yeah. The low wearing, low hanging pants. I think that stuff made her popular. Push 60, Jimmy Van. Yeah. Push 60. Yeah. <laughs> I really offended you with that. I really bothered I'm him, not, Camillo. I, oh yeah. You didn't offend me at all. I don't, I mean, I think you should know better that I don't get offended by this. It's just such a ludicrous thing to say what to say that you're pushing 40 30 that 36 yeah isn't it camillo 36 is pushing 40 no it is you're getting there (laughs) ah whatever anyway so that's what she said in uh in the variety interview she once again said she's the greatest women's wrestler ever uh on instagram recently she posted this this is media six put that up camillo Picture of herself with the title, and then on the very top, you can see better than Michael Jordan. Yeah. She put better than Michael Jordan. Then, well, they're, on, they're practically the same age, Jimmy. 28. J- Sasha Banks is pushing 56. Yeah, she pushed 56, yeah. Then, on this week's edition of The Bump, you know, the WWE show that I never watch because it's dumb, called The Bump, uh, here's a quote from Sasha Banks from The Bump. This is a, she actually said this. This is a quote from Sasha Banks. She said, quote, I am such a history maker... I'm just so better than everything. I have to stop putting over Beyonce so much because I'm like almost there. I'm almost there, Beyonce. She's working. She's right? working. Okay. That's amazing. She's working. But every instance that I gave you, back from the Talk Sport interview, the Sky Sports interview, the Variety interview, is she working in all of them? She's got to be. In all of them. I don't know about all of them. I got to stop putting Beyonce over. Right? I Isn't that. that ridiculous? Oh, how, tell me she's what, okay. working what all of it. Was that okay? She said the, that. Oh, oh, so that was today. That was the I bump was this week. Say, that was the bump this week. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't. I haven't edited this morning's articles yet. Okay. And I'm sitting here thinking, Jeremy, why haven't you written this article? And I go and I see Jeremy did it at 11 a.m. this morning. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh my God! Of course. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all amazing. it's gotta be she's working all of them right all oh, of them i love it this is a, i'm tweeting it right now this is amazing <laughs> never stop now that one that one's clear cut yeah i think it's genius jimmy i think it's genius because the fact that we're sitting here talking about this because the greatest wrestler women's wrestler of all time i could see her believing that she is not even top five Okay, I could see her believing that she is. Fine. She's one of, I'll tell you this, she's probably my favorite women's wrestler of all time to watch. Really? Without a doubt. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. She's great in the ring. You'd put her over over Charlotte or Bailey or Becky or Trish? Trish was amazing. Trish was good. Trish was good. But I'm telling you, they're on a different level right now. And Sasha is at the top of that in the ring. Okay, so in the ring, I believe that she believes that. The oh, I believe TV, it too. I believe the it greatest too. TV episode of all time. Don't think she believes it. Well, okay. Uh, in, in her defense, she didn't say the greatest. She said, I think one of. Yeah, she said one I, of. I mean, Jimmy, legit semantics here. You're <laughs> undermining my point. But stop putting Beyonce over so much. That's amazing. That is such a great line. I don't care if she's a baby face or a heel. That popped me. That was amazing. I love it. I oh, just. I. I I question, like, it's one thing when you're on the bump, because that's a WWE show. That's fine. It's one thing when you're on the bump. No, 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 no. But I, I question, 
what her end game is doing an interview with Variety about the Mandalorian. The, the Variety interview was not about Sasha Banks, a WWE wrestler, even Jimmy, though they talked about wrestling. What, what are we doing right now? We're talking about it. It's a wrestling podcast. I know, but that's the point. You think that's the Mandalorian? The, I'm sure no, there's a I'm Mandalorian. Not asking, I'm not asking why are we talking about it. I'm asking why are we talking about it? Why are we talking about it? Because Sasha Banks said some wild shit in Variety. That was the point. She said some wild shit in Variety, and now a bunch of people are talking about it. It's brilliant. I don't. I. I, I think you're giving her too much credit. I. I think that she's borderline delusional. I think. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah, I think she's that. A very I, smart woman. I think in her brain she believes the shit she's saying. I think she believes it. All of it. I think. I think she believes it. <gasps> Sasha Banks will probably never see this, but if Sasha Banks, if you do ever see this, and you probably won't, but if you do, much respect for your talent. You, you're you're really good in the ring. Much respect. You're not top five all time. You got some work to go. You're still not even thirty yet. You got some work to go. So don't think that you're there yet. You got some time. Oh my God, she's a she's a technical master in the ring and cerebrally. I love it. Did you I just call it. her a technical master in the ring? Yes, I did. I don't know about that oh, either. What? I don't know about Jimmy that. Yeah. Okay, let's get to these super chats. This is this is upsetting. We then I see, and I knew this would happen. We might need to pull this clip out and put it up separately because I knew Sasha well, Banks. Because yeah, I want all the the Sasha Banks stands. She's a heat magnet. She is a heat magnet. Mike Hamilton says AEW needs to bring Holiday for the women's division. She's about to take off on the Indies. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think she'd be good. Evan Wright says TNA Gail Kim is in my top five every single day. Hey, d- uh, TNA right. Gail Kim is my number one right now because she got me that interview with Nydia. So uh, and she's Canadian. I, yeah, I love Gail Kim. I got nothing but good things to say about Gail Kim. Uh, Ray Callahan says obviously a tag performer doing singles is fine, but what percentage or split of a roster do you think should be tag or singles performers? Thanks, Ray Jimmy. I think that the way AEW does it is really good. They have some set tag teams, but almost everybody is in a tag team, so to speak. I think that's good. I think that lends to versatility and it makes your program a lot more flexible. So I look at it like this. So, so I used to book independent shows. Uh, and back in the day when I booked independent shows, you wouldn't have a lot of tag teams because that meant that one match you're paying four guys instead of two. Right? So on the independents, there wouldn't be a lot of tag, tag, uh, tag team matches. WWE makes a half a billion a year just off their U.S. television contracts. WWE can afford to have as many tag teams as they want. They choose not to because Vince doesn't respect tag team wrestling. He doesn't. And when you think back to the 80s, do you remember the very first Survivor Series in 87? Yeah. Five teams against five teams. It was freaking awesome. They had the Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation and the Killer Bees and Strike Force and Demolition, like all these really good teams. Yes. And then you mentioned against the turn of Millennium, they had the Dudleys and they had Edge and Christian and they had the Hardy Boys. Phenomenal tag teams. They could have a dozen really, really good tag teams if they wanted and they choose not to. It's, they got the more than enough money that they could justify it. They just choose not to do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, they, they they should lend more to that. Uh, Hops88 says, did Jimmy question MJF when he says the things that he says? It's not the same. How is it not the same? It's not the same. So it's one thing, again, for her to do the bomb. you think he's working and you think she's delusional? Uh, okay, I haven't seen MJF do an interview with— Why is with... it? Because she's a woman, Jimmy? You don't you think gonna... she's capable? Let... Yeah, here we go. Here we go. 
if MJF ever does an interview with Variety about an episode of a television show not related to wrestling that he's a, that he's a star on, then we'll see how he handles it. If he handles the old whole interview as MJF when he's being interviewed by them about something unrelated to wrestling, I, I guess that's MJF. Sasha Banks, yeah. well, maybe he will, but Sasha Banks was being interviewed about The Mandalorian. And then they happened to ask her about winning the title, and then she said whatever she said. And the same thing with Sky Sports, same thing with Talk Sports. You don't say the same thing over and over and over again if you're completely working. I think that she believes a lot of things that she says. And again, confidence is great. I'm all for it. you got to have confidence to be great. When it spills over to uh, arrogance, that's when you lose me a little bit. That's just my opinion. And she's not top five greatest of all time. David Dichter says... I liked you all on Facebook. Hashtag FTF from the Netherlands. Hey, well, thank you. Netherlands. So Netherlands. The not Netherlands. 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 Although I'll tell you something, and David Dickers might agree with me with this. Locally, they usually, they typically say that they're from Holland. They don't typically say locally that they're from the Netherlands. Well, uh, please go over to Facebook.com slash Fightful online. Give us a like. I'm trying to get it changed to just Fightful, but they won't let me. It's really weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it says that it's in use, but it's not in use Wait, at all. Sorry, what platform is that? Facebook. Facebook, really? I mean, Instagram wouldn't either. And it's it's not in use there either. It's so weird. I got but, a couple of hookups there. I might be able to help you out. David Dicker says, just uh, the last one saying thanks for the content. I need it to be fair. Y'all are having no energy uh, to be easier to deal with. Amusement-wise, and Jimmy is a respectful man. No, he's not. Jimmy's not a respectful <laughs> man. And he goes... Also, Banks cameo in The Mandalorian is weird. Well, now we know why he thinks Jimmy is a is a respectful man. We got a couple of Sasha disrespectors here. No, so I, I saw I saw the Mandalorian episode, and I I say credit to Sasha Banks. I mean, she didn't have. I think she only had one line, but still, it's a it's a really hot show. Uh, do you watch The Mandalorian, Sean? Because you're not really no. a Star Wars guy, right? No. Okay. Well, let me just say, I know you don't watch it. Great production, massive, really? massive budget. Every episode is like watching a Star Wars movie. Like the budget and the production is incredible, uh, and the fact that she got on that show, even though she only had a, one line on it, was still impressive that she got on it. Good for her. She is delusional. She is not the greatest women's wrestler of all time. But like you said, the bump thing, she was definitely working. So that's fine. That's sad fine. reality, and a thing I want to throw in: the Chico El Luchador versus Chavo Guerrero. Death match from Talking Shopamania had better production than WWE did. That's sad. Really? Huh? Really? Very sad. What's going on? Good. What's going on with uh, with uh, uh, Ali and, and his and his and Rebellion? What's going on with their entrance? Rebellion. It's the name of a UK pay per view. Uh, it's trash. You mean uh, retribution? Retribution. Retribution. Isn't they, it? They think, they think it's cool and edgy. they literally they literally doing this. Yep. Like, you can't even watch it. It's so crazy. Did you see when Pat McAfee hijacked the camera on NXT a couple weeks ago? He, he did the shakes and the zooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see him looking for the zoom button on the camera. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. It's uh, really guys, bad. thank you all so much. This was one of our, our, gosh, our most viewed shows in a while, most super chatted shows in a while. I can't tell you how important that is to the growth of our site. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe. We are on The List Goes On. Isolate, isolate the Sasha Banks clip. Put it up on Twitter, and if you want, tag her for shits and giggles too. Not I don't care. Tagging her. <laughs> I ain't tagging her. I ain't having those people come after me. All those stands. I like them. <laughs> but guys, tonight, ten thirty p.m. Eastern. Stop sleeping on the Wednesday Night War podcast. 
MJF actively tweets about watching this show. I'm sure he hate watches it, but he watches the show. We go live at 10.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Uh, we don't do play-by-play of the matches like we did when we started that. It's a very concise show. It's about an hour long. Make sure you guys check it out. Throwback27 says, wouldn't be surprised that David Filoni liked her performance and she'd be asked to come back again for more. It'd be interesting to see what Disney and Lucasfilms will do. Based on what you saw, Jimmy, do you think that she'll be asked back? Because I'm not really a good judge of that based in that universe. Yes, because uh, she was part of a group. uh, Basically, not to bore anybody that's not a fan, Mandalorian is like the star of the show. It's it's a guy from a certain sect of, of people. Sasha played one of a group of three that are from a similar sect. Uh, and she didn't get killed off, and so okay. for that for that reason, yes, I do believe that. Uh, but but again, she wasn't the leader of the group of three. But still, I, I do believe that they will get uh, that they'll appear again. Guys, I have people asking if we're doing an NBA stream tonight. We are not. We have NXT and AEW to do. We have the Wednesday Night War to do. So we're not doing that. We might do one for like free agency or something. Thank you all so much. Until next time. Wait, 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 Jimmy. I I, I mentioned this a while back. We, we've been talking about Melissa defending that title, and I'm trying to push for another rematch, and she's she's not answering me. She's not even showing up to work, probably. And not only has she not shown up to work, she just refuses defend, to defend her title. And I know you had that BS time that she defended her title. Quote Several times she's defended the title, yeah. Don't you think she needs to be a little bit more active? Well, yeah, but it is the 24-7 rule, meaning that she should be getting challenged. So you're saying that she's not been challenged? Uh, Not recently that I'm aware of. Well, it's not been recent, but I did challenge her. You did? Again. Again. I did. And I mean, I'm, I'm only saying this to make a better case for a proper rematch, but... We'll we'll end it on this. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.